Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm know sure what somebody's they call written it? that one. with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john and i'm random randy savage that's right boys and girls this week, I'm not going to do what So Wish It Does. I'm not going to say JD's on assignment. He's on vacation. He went to Disney. He's hanging out with his family in Florida. He deserved uh, it. Good job. And uh, so, of course, we had our good friend, Random Randy Savage from Cult 45, fill in for him. Always a fun fill in. Oh, that was a bad when, we, when we bring a that. savage in for a movie review. <laughs> there we go. This will be a savage movie review. I will bring out the beast in all of us. Yay. So how are you, Randy? What have you been up to? Work. Working, working. I thought we were going to a slow season from what I was told, but nope. We had another medical conference or just a big conference about mass spectrum devices. Literally boxes worth thousands of dollars. Mm. We're just like, here's a pretty light. We're going to shine over it. Okay, that'll be $15,000 for us. And they're like, sure, cool. <laughs> That's what I did. Awesome. It was grueling. It was, they were the worst kind of people because they're like, we don't like it there. We want it over here, six inches. That's what right? she said. <laughs> I can only give you so much, lady. <laughs> he set me up. And don't make that goes. face. <laughs> I, I just, I, sorry, the face is on autopilot. I just, I'm, Contractually obligated to make that face because I am the conscience here. And then I saw the world's best movie this year, again, Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, man, nice. Best movie of the year. Best. I would have gone to see that one, too, if it hadn't been for this one that we're going to review. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, I'm not doing this again. So oh. my viewing got cut up with stuff. I have a really bad feeling that the best movie of the year is coming next week. <laughs> bad feeling the most popular yeah. bootleg of the year is coming next week for sure uh, i don't know man like the one we did last week that is some that is that's big competition right there man that is yeah but uh, there's a lot of people who got earlier uh trailers of the flash uh, early views of the flash and they're saying it's amazing it's like the best thing that they've ever done okay just okay. go figure. They, you know what? When they need to make a good movie, they make a bad movie. When they everybody think it's going to be a bad movie, suddenly it's a good movie. Yeah. Just weird. It better be the best movie because it's got a lot of careers writing on it. So it true? Yes, it does. Jeez. Not Jeff Johns, right? Not Jeff Johns, yeah. He, not anyone, not either, anyone really important. Just no. he probably, He's got two timelines on a board in his meeting room. <laughs> and it's one is 
the movie tanks, and the other one is the movie does good. He's got it all planned out, probably. Like Perry White holding two copies, Superman dead, Superman lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope either. I hope both of them have Gal Gadot as one. I don't know that they're going to keep her. No, there's been nothing, no chatter about it, but she is a perfect Wonder Woman, and she's just had some bad script. Eh, you know what? She is. I'm okay with her time being over. Let's just. She's apparently in this movie as well. She's in the Flash, apparently. Jeez. Apparently something happens in the beginning of the movie and the Justice League is there working on solving this problem. Sans Superman. So we're literally just making an animated version of that Flashpoint movie and just not saying it out loud. Okay. No, the the animated Flashpoint movie way better than what the considering it's, it's gonna I relatively think it's, speaking. I'm not disagreeing with of, that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the best animated movies they put it's out. It's gonna be like the MCU Civil War versus the comic Civil War. It's gonna work mm-hmm. within the mo- the world they've created, but it's not gonna be the same as the comic or cartoon. That's yeah. not a great not comparison really because this like, Civil work War in the up to Civil War in the comics petered out, didn't it? Yeah. It didn't really like. It doesn't stick the landing, but it's a much bigger story, though. (laughs) Captain America quits. That's how it ends. (laughs) Yeah. One of the worst endings ever. (laughs) The one, the guy, the one guy whose job is to to never never quit. quit. Yeah. He gives up. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) How about you, John? How was your week? What's new with you? Eh, nothing new. Although, should be an interesting week of people who work with me and Actually, for your area of uh, a part of I ninety five burned to the ground, the Cotman exit, exit, the yeah, one the cotton, closest they got to my them. house. Damn. Yep, you should be seeing more traffic if that's even possible for your area. <laughs> You've never uh, seen traffic. You haven't been to Houston. <laughs> but, I mean, what? thankfully, no one got hurt. But wow, I've seen the pictures. It looks bad. Yeah, I find it interesting that they haven't even mentioned who owned the truck that burned underneath the bridge underneath the I-95 overpass that like they it's um something hinky about what actually happened but anyway besides that nothing really doing I'm still waiting to watch that Batman animated movie that I have we keep doing reviews of other stuff and I've been catching up on some anime was it reincarnated as a sword and just for a ha-has I'm I'm reading John Paul Sartre's Being in Nothingness which is warping my mind a bit. Fun stuff. And then work and work and work. That's not Still something you should be reading. Wow. <laughs> okay. Homo in Sesemper Davitius Abit. That's all I have to say. I'm just going to have to keep checking in on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nihilism will... There's, you have enough nihilism in your life. You don't need any more. <laughs> be sure to get a lot of sunshine if you can. It's not like, that heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sunshine, care, and feeding. Wa- yeah. Water myself every day. Yes. Oh, speaking of water. Okay. Uh, okay. Yep. Anyway, yeah, nothing doing. No boring old man stuff to to talk about. How about you, Dave? What's going on? Speaking of boring old man stuff, I've came to a realization that I am an old man. Uh, we went. You just figured that out. Oh. So for Karen's birthday, I got her. I got us tickets to go see Brian Adams, the Wachovia Center, which was. Not, it's not it's wells fargo now that's right they changed names oh, like okay. three times but uh, at on wednesday night and i got home at midnight i had to get up for work the next day and i was just tired and i'm like god 20 years ago i could have just <laughs> gotten up and went to work and not thought two, two had two thoughts about it but this was like i was dragging all day on thursday yeah it was tough so why are you going brian adams 
He was I, the soundtrack of the 80s. He was like there were a lot of people that could be considered the soundtrack of the 80s. It's just I haven't I actually haven't thought about or heard about heard any of those songs in a long time. I'm sure if I heard a song from Brian Adams, I'd I recognize it. But Summer of '69. I'm sure okay. he's got a few tracks that are on the, um, the, the everything 50, I do. The, I the do list of 50 you. songs yeah. that Clear Channel oh, yeah. always plays. Oh yeah, they always play those real late at night after the girls gone wild. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Clear Channel owns all the radio stations. They only play like 50 to 100 songs or something like that. So I'm sure Brian then, Adams uh, in there. But oh yeah, and then uh, then Friday was. Her twins graduated high school, so we went oh, went oh. to the graduation and out to dinner afterwards. And then Saturday, went to a 50th birthday party for one of my best friends. And they're all everyone's turning 50 this year except me. I turned 50 next year. I'm the youngest of my friend group. And <laughs> that's all right. I did it way back when. And then and then I got up early this morning to go see a movie that all we're right. going to talk about. That I went. Yeah, I saw that afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that. So, yeah, that's about all I have on me. So let's talk a little social media madness. I see that in the notes you're hiding it under SMM, like I wouldn't guess. What? Yeah. <laughs> social media madness. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, no, not that, Randy. <laughs> I thought it was something else. I was like, I clicked on it. it was yeah, very yeah, disappointing. I, I, I heard the clicks. So first, I sent this afterwards. We did talk last week about... Disney is going to allow Marvel to create TVMA content for Disney Plus, to which Shadow Walker said, interesting, a it's interesting, a what if dark series could be under the TVMA material. Okay. Timothy Jones said they could call it the Mickey Mouse Adult Club. Yeah, they can. <laughs> and this guy, Random Randy Savage. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, time for some X-Men boobies. Oh, yeah, here comes the Marvel swimsuit But with an HBO-style violence. <laughs> Why not? Imagine, can you imagine Werewolf by Night rated R, though? There's yeah, a lot of their properties you know, that could... That's... Blade? I, there's a lot of their properties that should be rated R. It's All funny, right. like, I, I know they're doing it because Daredevil, and they probably want to make it dark like it was on Netflix. But I really feel like, yeah, they missed the boat. They should have tried to do this earlier with Werewolf by Night and got it a little more horror-esque. Maybe they you hadn't know. made the decision by then. Maybe because they're coming that back with been it. Perfect. He's not gone. Yeah, True. yeah, they could do it again, right? Yeah. Now they're going to have Moon Knight and Daredevil and Werewolf by Night, and it's just going to be a gore fest. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and Punisher, wasn't there maybe. super? Wasn't there a whole super team, the Night Stalkers, was it? Something like that. The, Mar- the Marvel super team up with it Blade and... Night Stalkers. I think it had Werewolf by Night, Blade, and a few others... Something like that. Yeah, there was like a dark universe version of those characters. And of course, last week, (laughs) we talked about a little movie called Across the Spider-Verse. The best movie of the year, you mean? Okay. So far, best movie of a couple of years. Like, what comes close to it, really? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Timothy Timothy Jones replied. Both having to do with bagels destroying the multiverse. (laughs) This is true. This is. (laughs) this. I can't wait to see that Easter egg in almost every movie that deals with a multiverse from now on. (laughs) Go ahead. So Timothy Jones said, simple, simple. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse completely blew me away. I was afraid that it wouldn't hold up to the first one. 
but it sure did. And then some. It was so good. I think I thwip thwipped in my shorts. Nice. And to which Don <laughs> replied, sounds like a sticky situation. And then over on YouTube, we got a comment. Uh, this guy looks familiar. I don't know. I can't wait till Tom Holland shows up in Beyond the Spider-Verse. Hey, I plus, know that Dave, plus Dave's <laughs> just mad that his time has passed. I mean, he literally is going to turn 50 next year. <laughs> Who's turning 50? Oh, me. You. Oh, you? Oh, you're going to turn 50? You? Yeah. I thought you were already 50. That's all I heard in the thing was like, it's not my Peter Parker. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? You, you put Gwen Stacy in anything. And... Gwen Stacy. Not Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen. There's a difference. She's I like the character of Gwen Stacy. Her Stacey. dad is Captain Stacy. Her name is Gwen. She's still Gwen Stacy. Come on. She's just but with just powers a different now. character than the 616 Gwen Stacy. She's Spider-Woman. She even says so. She's, She's had spider That's the one thing, too. She's had so many different <laughs> names. Spider-Ghost, Spider-Gwen, now Spider-Woman. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can't <sighs> wait for her. I want her symbiote run. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, the Venom-Gwen? Yes. I, I saw that at one of the com- conventions once. It was pretty gnarly. Those are always awesome. Yeah. Stop. Oh, went over. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> like, All right. Whatever. So, you just, yeah, hate it. It's fine. I never said I hated it. I he said it was meh. He said it was mid. <laughs> yeah, kind totally of mid. Right. Middle of the road. All right. Another movie we'll talk about later. But To make John happy, that's all the social media madness for this week. But if you would like to be part of social media madness next week, here's a good friend, Don, to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Do you want to be part of social media madness? Go ahead and head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com. You'll find all the links you need, episodes of the show, comic reviews by Chris, and other articles we're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, you can also check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45 Baby, So Wizard Podcast, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars, and you're not going to be disappointed. So, make sure that you are commenting on our Twitter articles, be a poignant comment, could be a stupid one. Either way, gives you a chance for Dave to possibly mispronounce your Twitter handle. All right, I've rambled on enough. Let's head back to Dave and the gents on Superhero Speak. Thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And you know what? While you're here, real quick, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button down below. Why is it not working where's the flash there it goes there's that the subscribe button down below click that animation. bell for notifications so you don't miss us when we go live on sunday nights and uh, my computer is actually running really slow <laughs> and yeah so there you go so on that note i would tell you randy to plug your, co- your podcast right now mm-hmm. but, but i got something better there let's you go. watch a quick ad and come right back with some news and an interview yeah. Some podcasts are like this. I don't wash my hands. I don't really trust people that wash their hands because, one, I don't think it does anything. And some podcasts are like this. And let's be honest, I'm starting to think it's a scam because I have a, a, a very painful sunburn. They had no sunblock in the 17, 1800s, but yet nobody was dying of skin cancer. So what's <laughs> giving you skin cancer? Listen, that the is a phenomenal the point. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. So like Max is like searching through these fake photos of his old fight for the murder memories and we get another flashback and it's fucking 
It's the same. It's the same flashback. Fucking. Nothing has changed. No information has been punch. added. Cave in skull head explosion. Nothing about this flashback gives us anything Two new. Rings. Grab a rope. Nothing about this Shadow is important. Finger. Why are you showing this? Why are you wasting my time showing this fucking flashback that I've already seen? Was there a quota to show David Carradine's face like 85 times? It had to have been. You are now listening to Club 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. <gasps> Yay! Okay, you can't comment while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Why not? I have all the commentators took the week off, and John said <laughs> chirping crickets. I think they're. I think all of them are in Disney. With, yeah, that's uh, what I was like. With JD. Yeah, yeah they're all with all JD. The commenters. Question: While hmm. you're here, what movie is that with David Max Garrity? Havoc? Max Havoc? Max Havoc. Curse of the Jade Dragon. I think it was like somebody had paid a lot of money to get Jean-Claude Van Damme in a movie hmm. and then they, he just didn't want to show up. So they got whoever they could find. Because if it's Jean-Claude Van Damme in that movie, the movie changes automatically. Oh, yeah. Like It's a totally different movie. But there's nothing of a white man. It's just, <laughs> he's here. He does his best. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Tia Carrera. Tia Carreri's in this movie and like David Carradine. And I was like, oh, wow, these are people. And nope, they don't do anything. No, it's annoying. Well, Tia Carrera was big back then. I know. And David Carradine, too. No. I mean, geez. oh, and Carmen Electra, too. That's who it was. It was oh, Carmen wow. Electra. It was Carmen Electra was in this movie. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's see. This is it. Nope. Hi, here's some pamphlets. <laughs> That's the end of my scene. Bye. Oh, they were all just collecting a picture. You don't even get naked. You just Brilliant. leave. <laughs> Oh, what are you going to do? And I'm afraid to listen to this week's. I haven't listened yet. Why not? Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2, right? Spider-Man 2. And we just beat this into the dirt. Oh, man. As much as you hate Gwen Stacy, apparently Brandon hates Mary Jane. Ow. That's. Well, the Mary Jane in that one. was The Mary Jane version of that one. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the fact that they skipped Gwen Stacy and went right to Mary Jane in the movie. They they come back. Yeah. But it was like the whole time. We've been. Every ep- every time we do a Spider-Man, we always hark on the fact that Mary Jane is the worst in these movies. <laughs> like, she is. It's like, why don't you love me, Peter? Spider-Man, I gotta do some Spider-Man shit. Well, why don't you love me right now? It's like, okay. I have to go stop somebody. <laughs> yes, but if you read their romance in the comics, it went on for a long time. She kept rejecting him, then he rejected her. Like, that happened in the comics, so they were recreating it in the movie. Yeah. But I don't want that. I want a slight progression or what we had in Tom Holland Spider-Man, where it's like they don't really know each other till the very end of the movie. And it's okay, that's one. And then their budding romance turns into, oh my god, you're Spider-Man. And that's the second one. And then the last one's we're so in love, and there's nothing that's gonna separate us except the end of the freaking universe. And I like that. Yeah. And then her memory gets erased. Yeah, and then it's no and it's one more day or no more or yeah, one more day. One more day. And I was like, they did it. They made the worst Spider-Man comic the best Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And I know a lot of people probably wanted to end relationships where they make the woman just completely forget them. John? <laughs> Not touching that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. So, all right. Before we get to the news, we do have an interview. This is one other interview we got last week at the Great Philly Comic Con. Or no, not Great Philly Comic Con. Ooh. The Fan Expo Philadelphia. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get caught up in whatever mess that is. Uh, this is David Daub. Both John and I met him, but I interviewed him on Saturday when John wasn't there. He, You bought the, what was the comic you bought from him? Timely? It's probably in that red bag right behind me. <laughs> and and I bought a copy of Little Death. It. He's a really good story writer, so I sat down mm. with him for a little bit. This is not a video. It's an audio, but I did add pictures in to make it fun to watch. And much better quality than last week. All so right. without further ado, here is David Dow. Two of Fan Expo Philly, and we're here with David Daub. Daub. Independent creator behind Miss Tinley Til, Tilney. Yeah, if you read Little uh, Deaths. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I am doing awesome. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. What do you think of the con so far this year? It's great. It's the first time I've ever done up here in Philly. I've done a lot of Fan Expo Dallas. Okay. So I love checking out Fan Expo Philly. Can't yes. get a can't get a cheesesteak at Fan Expo Dallas. No, but you can't get a good cheesesteak on the floor at Fan Expo Philly. What are you eating off the floor for? I can give you 12 bucks. <laughs> you you got to go across the street to the Reading Terminal Market. Oh, to get that's where decent. we went for sure. Hell yeah. 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 So for those who are listening, what is, let's start with Little Deaths. What's the elevator pitch for Little Deaths? Uh, Little Deaths is actually based on a historical figure, Le Mopin, is her was her nickname. She was a Mopin. Her father was the secretary of the stables for King Louis XIV, which it sounds weird, but that meant she, her dad taught the page boys how to read, how to sword fight. Right. So she learned those from her dad, but also from her dad, she learned how to drink and gamble. And when she became the, I'm, she's not the marquee, I forget remember what the female term is. When she, got, she was married, but she was dating a fencing, fencing instructor. And he killed someone in a duel, so they had to leave Paris. And that's when the book is set, is they would have to do sword play and singing and dancing to earn their some money along the way. And I just had a little supernatural element. But she did a lot more in her life. She was a renowned opera singer. She killed people in duels as well. And she's one of the, if you ignore the Greeks, she's one of the earliest recorded public bisexual women. Interesting. And... Were you just inspired by her as a historical character? Is that where the, the idea came it, from? It, it gave more gravitas and more realism, obviously realism, right. that she existed. It's, it's larger than life, but it was real. So I was all like, and I almost wanted to tear up, tell it without the supernatural, but I wanted to have some fun. I was going more for a kind of old heavy metals, 1970 right. feel with it. Actually, you know what? So you did a, I was at the panel yesterday. You did a panel on indie comics and like, how to get started in the business or whatnot. Um, and I thought it was a great panel. So I wanted to ask you, like, follow up from that. And I asked you yesterday, but we weren't recording. Everyone says just do it. If you want to do, if you want to be a creator, just go out and do it. A good way I can point out where people subconsciously self-sabotage is I, a lot of people will come up and they'll say, hey, I have a 20-volume idea. Right. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you realize you're doing this, but that's a hard thing to jump into. So you're, 
subconsciously putting a road, a huge roadblock in your way. Yeah. And if, and I always argue, if you know your worlds well enough, you can do a quick little 12-page or 8-page story about it. You don't have to tell it all. Just give a glimpse. Give people a taste. Don't jump in. And I know those. Everyone loves all those giant long epics. It's like most writers and creators don't start out with that. They start with the smaller pieces, then they move up to that. Or, like I said, they will know the world and they'll either take stories from the world and give it to you and develop it, or those stories. <coughs> Sorry, those stories will develop into something bigger. Right. So everyone wants to run before they walk and then they scare themselves. Not, not purpose. No one goes. I'm purposely setting myself up not want to do that. Right. And that's why we got to say is like once you do it, you've done it, it becomes a little bit, a little less painful, a little bit less scary and all that. It's still harder, but it becomes, you're more comfortable with it. Yeah. Mike, one of the co-hosts on our podcast actually started out doing comics independently. He's a writer and he had a hard time, no offense to any artists out there, he had a hard time finding people that were reliable to get stuff done on time, or sometimes they would just disappear. And I'm sure that... Yeah, we all have stories about that, have, unfortunately. I just have to say, everyone's got stories like that. So he actually switched to just doing novels, and that's what he's been doing for the last few years. But do you have any advice on, like, how you can weed out an artist who's going <laughs> to stick with you? And It is tricky. It is tricky. Uh, again, I pointed out earlier, if you do small, it's easier. True. And so that way... It, again, like four, eight pages, and you don't have to do, you can do it 24 pages. It's easier to, to do the production, and it's yeah. less impact, less money, less time. But also, you can work with people. You can look at their creds and talk to them and all that. And even though then you don't know what's happened on the other side of the digital wall, usually I'm used to everything's digital now, emailing them or right, texting right. them. I don't know if they suffered a loss in their life or something True. like that. You don't know, and they're just... And so you got to give them some things, and sometimes you got to let it. Like I said, you can look at their body of work and talk to other people. And also, people, a lot of some people, obviously, everyone's, or there's always going to be that one guy who offers too much or asks for too much for his page rate. But usually, that's a good sign of how reliable they are to a point and all that. That's good advice. One of the ways we normally sign off the podcast by saying, don't let your cape caught in the door, which started off as a joke, but does that kind of morphed to mean like, don't let shortcomings or your foibles get in the way of reaching your goals. Yeah. What's something that you've overcome in your life to reach one of your goals? Oh, good question. Because I can think of easy stuff. Because my an easy one is I started out dialogue was my weakness. Yeah. The friends who read it goes, everyone talks like you do. Literally a bunch of different people were you wearing their skids right. like you. And I've learned to approve them on that. And But on a bigger scale, as I've learned more to stop making it... It's a recent joke I've been ripping on lately is I've stopped making a competition as much. It's not me versus the other folks. And the joke I would make is I'm a child from the 80s. And if you look at all the money, or not the, cult, the culture, the lifestyle and all that, it was yeah. all like 
we all got to fight to the top, be number one. There's yep. two, there is no number two. Rocky and all that. Oh. And I was like, that really puts you back some. And then it becomes negative when you all start knocking down other people's. Oh, you just do good because you have hot chicks in your books. And I am all sophisticated. <laughs> it's all, even if that is true, that's not your audience if you have a different right. thing. So, this, you know, you're trying to sell bananas to a bunch of people who are allergic to bananas. You're not... You're not losing anything. Exactly. They're not taking anything from you. So you just learn to just let it go. Got it in there. <laughs> yes. No, I definitely agree with that. We've been doing this podcast for 10 years. and That's a long time in the podcast world. Congratulations. It is. It's a very long time. And it's we enjoy doing it. And cool. we know we have people watching and listening. So that's all I need. I used to look at the numbers and compare yeah. it to the top podcasts and like, how do I get there? And what am I doing wrong? And it's, no, we enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, so yeah totally the same philosophy. Yeah. It's all, oh, why am I making numbers like pew pew die or whatever? Totally different audience, feeling a different need and all that. Yes. Thing. yes like how, I'm never going to be Joe Rogan. Yeah. I know that. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think we make enough weed in the world. No, to have no, two. no. <laughs> All right, two more questions. The first one is sure. a very important question. Okay. Where can people find you online? They can find me. They can Google for David Dow, D-O-U-B. There's not many of us. There's a few, but one's a manager. I don't think Sears anymore. Sears doesn't exist. And then there's no. a guy who likes to do some art in Ohio, but then there's me. Trust me, I Google myself, so I know. <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> you can also look for Shownuff Studios. I'm with them. All right. And then the question we like to wrap up on is, how do you measure success? If I get good feedback from the book, because ultimately, because some people talk about, oh, I write it for myself and all that. I'm like, I don't need to put it on paper. It's in my head. I don't need to do that. I, if I, someone else reads it and gives me feedback, then I know we've interacted in a way. Right. And it's cool because some people will notice things that I'll give away in the book. So they're like, no, David, you're on the page. You don't realize it sometimes. You think you're being clever, but no, you're bleeding out on the page. I'm like, I hope in a good artistic way and not just a bloody messy way where the DA is going to say, stop producing product that has blood on it. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Have a good one. I was muted. All right. Well, thank you for that, David. And don't forget to check out Sure Enough Studios and all of his work. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and I found his stuff. The Tribulations of Miss Tilney. So I've got three three copies. Three, uh, three issues. Three, issues. So, <laughs> three, copies. three copies. Three copies of the same. But same yeah, and he signed them too. So these go into, I'll read these very carefully and then they shall go into the plastic. All right. We also got two interesting articles to talk about real quick. The first one being the new Ultimate series is coming. Hickman is going to be the writer on it. And the twist this time is that it's going to take place in our world. Like Mm. the real world that we currently live in. (laughs) I knew it. They've had stories before where they brought Marvel into the actual real world. There was that one kid that acted as a bridge and... Yeah, but how is like, like a reality warper or something? How is but Captain our... America gonna punch like Citizens United? I was like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> how how they, are we gonna? They, they would I... literally show up and go, "This is the worst time." <laughs> it's like, what are we doing I think, here? I think you said this just recently on your podcast, Randy, where it's mm-hmm. like you want movies to be an escape and not remind you of the real world. And so 
and comic books too, right? So well, yeah, bring stories into the real world. It's hard. We, it was during dread because I was like, oh, the, yeah. the numbers didn't make any sense to me. What's up? <laughs> and because ninety seven percent unemployment, and I was like, so no one's working. Yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so powerless. Ellis. Yeah, that makes sense. But like she said. There's, there's a certain line there is a certain line when you try to put your characters in the real world that it's not funny it's not humorous and it's, it's only tragic sad. and it's ugh. mark yeah the, nick fury will look like you the arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> movie what was it the one where he the last action brought, hero the last, last action, action hero yeah yeah it turned out to be exactly that and that's the whole like, thing it, it obviously won't be real world and then as soon as you introduce the heroes and you're going to start deviating off from what's actually going on in the real world anyway. But it's like, the, there are things in this world that we cannot punch to resolve. And it's like, but there are also the, it would be nice to have the ability to say with Doctor Strange, then I could just magic a bunch of trees into the universe. Okay. <laughs> or do something to stop like climate change. Or send Marjorie Taylor. Well, and that's out. right. It's <laughs> like, what are you, why are you so stupid? Oh, it's because the demon got in her head. That's what it yeah. was. <laughs> but it's also yeah, yeah, that would be the easy way. It, not just that she's just a terrible human being. Like just, <laughs> but it's, it's, but she's got to be possessed. Nobody could also, be She's just stupid, Dr. Strange. <laughs> it also yeah. opens it up to interpretations of, in the real world, if Dr. Strange had the powers he did, why wouldn't he just take over the world? Yeah. You know? like, because in the real the world, guys. Batman would just fund more police. If you Social look- programs that would stop crime altogether. Nobody wants to take over the world. If you look at if you look at any U.S. president, a picture of them before and after they've been president for eight years, you do not want to be. You I, don't want to take over the world because it yeah. just it will age you. So then, Doctor like Doom doesn't even milk. try to take over the world with magic. He just buys corporations, and then I win. They, they, that's also I bought the, the Baxter Luther, Building. Get out. That's called the Luther Gambit. Yeah, yeah. Lex Luther has it right. I bought the Daily Planet and your house and your mom's house. And I burnt them all to the ground. <laughs> and then oh, I saw them here. burn. Yeah, I'm I think like it's a Luther, dangerous idea. And also to call it the Ultimates again, that seems a little strange. Yeah, well. the Ultimates is where Marvel just does whatever the fuck they want. This is the universe where we just dump all the ideas. Good, mm-hmm. bad, whatever. Pretty much. So We got comments, Dave. That's like, we're, let's no. make Natasha pregnant. I've guys. already put those comments up, and I even <laughs> responded to the last one. Yeah, yeah that, that, I said that Nick Fury will look like Marcellus Reagans. From- look like Neil Patrick Harris. Ah, there you that's go. Who, that's who that Nick would, Fury look like. I Neil Patrick. I want that, and yet like, I know it would be terrible. How, I how don't that know work? how I feel about that. Yeah, it's but yeah, but because in my head it was going to be Idris Elba, the first one. I was like, nah, they would just, nah. They would no, want it, someone like Neil Patrick Harris from Starship Troopers. In this version, it'll be it'll be Nicole Fury. I can see that. And it'll look like John with a wig on. Okay, I can't see that anymore. <laughs> now I can't see anything. You burned my mind's you eyes. Thank there. you. <laughs> you lost me. Very good. Perfect. All right. And then moving on, the other quick news article I wanted to talk about. All right, so I'm going to say something right now. Everyone listening should write this down. RSD3PX597S. You sank my battleship. Wait, Thank I thought you. it says 5N79, 7S. Did I say, what would I say? You said 5-9. Isn't there any way you could just flash it on the screen? Probably could. I probably could. I could probably actually, you know what I can do quite easily. 
I can post a comment as myself. There you go. If you're good, if you mangle like normal names, you're all right. Like, Anyone watching can see that code on the screen, and then yes. go to theinvasionhasbegun.com, and that is the passcode to get in, or the key to my luggage. Yes, or the renewal of Agents of Shield. Maybe. And what that website is that it will give you the first five minutes of a secret invasion. <laughs> well, the first five slightly unfinishedness. Drew doesn't but, want to see me flash. No, but it's still good. <laughs> but if, what if it's good it's stuff that he flashes? Bye, Mark. Bye, Mark. Jeez. Yes, and Mark likes my T-shirt. <laughs> so wizard. <laughs> so wizard podcast. They were having a sale. Buy on sale. Yeah. They were having a sale on all their new merch, so I had to buy one. You know? There you go. I <laughs> need clothes. Go to 80s Tees. You'll like Or go to whitegabnd.com. <laughs> Use the promo code, code C-U-L-T-4-5 at checkout. What's the percentage off? 20%. 20%? Oh, you can't beat that. Sometimes yeah. he goes up to 45. He's feeling really generous. Like, yeah. Usually after a con or something, he likes, <gasps> yes. Yeah, but do they have Colt 45 t-shirts? We can make, I can make them have one. Sure. Okay. <laughs> He can make you a couple. <laughs> All so, right. Did, have either of you heard this before? Have you watched the first five minutes? I saw it on I TikTok heard, I heard about this. Yeah, I heard about it when it came out. Like, it, it made the rounds through all the social media. It's yeah. Like, and it, it's interesting because, was it Clover, the movie Cloverfield, before that mm -hmm. came out, they did a lot of this kind of stuff way better. It wasn't just, here's a code, watch Here's it. a code, like, watch the movie. It, they were... They had puzzles up, and those puzzles led to other puzzles, and like and it was one it really of those got word like, of mouth. And I'm really surprised more movies don't do that anymore. Apparently, this would be a this code movie. took some time too. It was puzzles, and people just gave up and just here's the passcode. Everyone share it because there was puzzles. Apparently, they were just like because yeah, it was, was someone figuring trailer. it out, and it was just the one passcode, and then it yeah. just went online. Everyone had it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not an easy code. Like you wouldn't just guess that. I thought it meant something. I thought it would mean like something with to do with Marvel shit. Nope. No. Just regular just gibberish. Or maybe spelled out Nick Fury or something like that. But nope. No. <laughs> and it's interesting because totally what's his name is in the first five minutes. The character from the um, what you Think call carefully, it? Dave. He was in Black Widow and Black Panther. The English oh. actor. What's his face? Yeah, what's Martin. his face? Good old what face? Uh, Martin Freeman. Good. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, right. Yes, he's in the first five minutes, and it was like, wait, right. the last time we saw him, he was getting arrested by his ex-wife. Yeah, but so, he broke out because the Wakandans broke him out. Right. Were, oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yep. I forgot about that part. Wakanda forever. That's right. So it'll be interesting, I guess. We'll see. Cool. They're, they've got a lot, like Amelia Clark's in it. Was it Colby Smulders is coming back to Maria Hill? Uh, oh, oh, and uh, who who's playing President Ross? It's uh, Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones, yeah. Yep. So obviously he's got to be dead by the end of this because Harrison Ford doesn't miss a trick on that anymore. He likes yeah. to die in everything he's in. Basically. I was hoping for Sam Elliott to come back. I really was. Yeah, you're it's right. Fine. I missed that mustache. You, he I might. He, the thing is, a lot of these actors are getting this. The Marvel, this MCU has been around long enough that a lot of the actors are getting too old to even do the parts or they're oh, yeah. dying off of old age. It's getting... Yeah, that's fair. It's really... It's amazing that they've lasted this long. Does Rhodey end up being a scroll by the end of the season? Yes. Oh, him or Martin Freeman. I My money's on Martin Freeman. 
that he's my money's on roadie because it's like it's the ultimate gag yeah because it's wait what are you doing here it's me i'm here let's move on that was his first line in the mcu literally changing from one character to another with a different face (laughs) yeah and he's what character has been there from the beginning of the mcu as well beginning he's been the he's been just maneuvering things yep yeah it would be interesting always wrong he he was in the sokovia records like yeah oh yeah he's been involved with everything he was in how did he not die from that fall that's another my spine yeah but your skull (laughs) true yep here's the thing for it to work for me somebody has to have been a scroll like at least one character because otherwise it's what's the point to just i it that was the whole point of the show was like who could you trust you can't trust anyone so like some of these characters we've known have to end up being scrolls or it's like it would it'll just be stupid by the end this is the one where colson comes back and this is what where have you been it's a long story i can't go into it but i'm here to help and i was like oh okay that would be cool i was one of those people that actually liked i really liked because it's it's time to mend that bridge (laughs) they're still waiting for quake to come back you know, yeah, I don't think, yeah, happened. I don't think, or at least happened. make an appearance because I thought, yeah, I thought they would at least let her jump into the movies a little bit, but they didn't do that. It's a it would be very easy, too. I, yeah. but yeah, Agents of Shield, like, I know, like, they the, the war between that's what the, it was, the TV the show runner and the MCU yeah. runners between Pearl Mutter and Feige, really, is what it was. Yeah, that's what it is. But, but Pearl Mutter's gone, so yeah, Feige won, he should give us what we want now. They're bringing back the Netflix people, so why not? I don't know. They're bringing back some of the Netflix people. <laughs> yeah, They'll come back. Wants, Everyone will come any, back, I'm sure. No, nobody wants to anywhere. No, but uh, what's-his-face has still got his show going on. Coulter. Oh, yeah, he's still doing evil for... Yep. Fox is mm-hmm. it on, I think? No, it's CBS. Oh, CBS. CBS. Yeah, wait, because if it was on Fox, then he then he would be on Stoner Disney contract. So <laughs> they just, oh, we're just moving you over to back over nah, to Marvel. I like that show, though. Yes, bring back Quake. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, did I miss a comment here? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Joey, Agents of Shield ruled. Bring back Quake and Melinda May. I actually finished Agents of Shield like not that long ago too. Yeah, bring I'm, back the cavalry. Yeah, I'm just holding off because I didn't want it to end, and it ended, and I was crying. I was like, <laughs> Drew's wondering how is this supposed to be different than, from Captain Marvel? How about Captain Marvel just without? any superheroes it's different because it's, it's espionage it's right taylor spy and soldier it's supposed to be all those cool parts in captain america the winter soldier where all the we're clandestine we're hiding from the government kind of things yep that's what this whole series is gonna be <laughs> it's just like yep. nick fury trying to figure out this question of what the fuck is going on <laughs> yes yeah yeah so we shall see and the comic was really like I read. I'm reading Secret Warriors, which is all about this. It was like he's there's something going on, and Nick is trying to figure out what it is. So he gets a whole team of nobodies to go round up some Hydra and AIM guys and see what they know. It's pretty yes. cool. Yeah, and who's the writer on the original comic? Shoot, I could picture him, but I can't think of his name. They used to do these summits. They don't do them anymore, where they would meet once a year to discuss like what's going to be a big story arc in the comics and when it was his turn to present secret invasion he was like i snuck this bendis. here and oh okay Brian it was bendis, bendis. yeah bendis i was like that. <laughs> thanks drew thanks drew 
Thank you, he's like, I snuck this into your book. I snuck this into your book. I snuck this into your book. And they were like, oh, crap. And what do you mean like, you snuck? I, yeah, I've been playing this for a while. Yep. And then it was like, oh, crap. So then it worked. Yeah. All right. That is all the news because we got a movie to talk about. <gasps> so let's take a quick commercial break and come back with our review of Transformers Rise of the Beast. We are in the middle of a war. We have one last hope. Maximals, this is about the fate of all living things. We're not going to win this one. But we have a chance. Transformers Rise of the Beasts, June 9th. After these messages, we'll be right back. I still don't understand how that happened, but okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, uh, I don't care anymore. It's too late. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little numbers real quick before we get into this. On Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, which is the critic score, is 52%, yeah. where the audience score is 91%. That's about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. It is yeah. not doing well at the box office as of this moment. Currently, Seriously. It, it is 60 million domestically, 18 million international, so 79 million worldwide. I think there's like, a serious problem with the fact that Michael Bay ran this into the ground and then got out when the getting was good, and not a lot of people saw Bumblebee, which was actually really good and perfect for a Transformers movie. And this is a continuation of that, and it's still cursed by the fact that Michael Bay's just people. People are still well, thinking still the, that this is where Michael Bay, and it is still the executive producer. producer yeah. yeah, so he's well, still, yeah, uh, but he's not nothing. in charge. Just, yeah. You can tell by the fact that you can follow the plot. There was literally no orbital <laughs> shots. How is this not a Michael Bay movie? There's no orbital shots. <laughs> this, this is, is true. Where is my yeah. hot women in lingerie? There's none of that in this movie. Okay. Not okay. a so Michael Bay movie. I have I will my say list this. of bad and good about this, if you'd like. It. Bum- we'll get to it. Bumblebee made $468 million. That's not bad. And I do think that it wasn't... It's two things. These movies are really that, good... Right? international yeah japan and china love these movies obviously because they um, get to sit in a big air-conditioned room for two hours so it's awesome and then mm. uh, the thing is i do think bumblebee didn't do that great at first and word of mouth if i remember correctly it started yeah. doing better because it was like oh this is much better than the last transformers movie. so yeah and then we did do a little poll over on twitter asking our audience what they thought we gave them four options best transformers ever it was good it was meh and i didn't like it at all the believe it or not, there's a tie for it was good and it was meh at 29.6 percent. That's the internet for you. Right there, right. I didn't like it at all because the next highest at 25.9 and it was the best Transformers ever got 14.8 percent of the vote. Yeah, like mixed. A lot of people are apparently all over about this movie, at least initial reactions. Let's see what you guys thought. What was your non spoilers at the moment? What was your initial reaction? To this movie randy you can go first i have wasted two hours in worse ways <laughs> there you go okay <laughs> add, add that to the testimonies for this movie it was a, a movie that's a perfect book flap i've seen worse 
I've seen worse. <laughs> Hollywood, ex- <laughs> L.A. Times. <laughs> I was not unimpressed. <laughs> How about you, John? Okay, I'll give you my bad, my good. Is that okay? Okay. Sure. <laughs> bad. I could follow the action. Severe lack of lens flares. Lens flares. The explosions were too small and flaccid. No women were objectified. Some of the movie actually made sense. Uh, and I could recognize the individual Transformers. You shouldn't have that. They should be all angular and, and PC. The good, it did have a sky beam. Yeah, you got to have a sky beam. Humans yeah, that would have, the humans still would have died within three seconds after first contact, and but they still lived. None of the Transformer personalities were explained or explored. And they're pulling for Beast Wars, so that's a crime. The stakes were, as they always were, world-ending. And the movie contained a random MacGuffin that drove the whole plot. Those were the good things. Yeah. Okay, so basically what you're saying is the good things are business as usual, and the bad things are here's what they tried to change to make it better. <laughs> but over, overall, it was way better than the Michael Bay movies. Like, seriously, it was way better, but it still had his stamp on it. I got the I got the same feeling off of this movie that I got off of the first Wonder Woman movie when what's his name what helped write the end of it shoot the guy the guy who wrote the Snyder Snyder yeah Zack Snyder he helped write the end of the Wonder Woman which is why it ended with a stupid battle with Hades instead of exploring what they could have done but I got the, this still had Michael Bay's stamp on it. It just wasn't as prevalent. And so they were able to yeah, do better. Sure. So there you go. Okay. What's Drew say here? They are still using character models reminiscent of the Bay movies. So mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still influenced by Bay. Bay still influenced by Bay, Bay formers. Yeah, I love it. Bay <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that term, man. Bay formers. They are using character models that, would be perfect for other characters. Yeah. They, the transformations were way more close to what to what they were in the in the cartoons. And the, the character models were more recognizable than they were in Michael Bay stuff. In Michael Bay stuff, it was just all these it was almost like nanites all right. or, or a bunch of scrap metal transforming his face. It was just mush. Just yeah, yeah. Mush. It's, there is no rhyme or reason. To- so John needs to learn what the term non-spoiler means. But <laughs> my initial thoughts are, A, this is why I hate prequels. <laughs> this wasn't a prequel, though. This is an entirely new timeline. This was a sequel yeah, but that to is a not, prequel. <laughs> but here's the whole thing. It's a sequel to a prequel, and it doesn't, they don't explain it's a new timeline. It's just, it's a new timeline. There's nothing, because it's the same, a lot of the same characters, the same voice actors. Obviously, you're going to have... What's his face? Always do the voice of Optimus Prime. Yeah, he's gonna die eventually. Yeah, but it's just, <laughs> so I know, and Bumblebee, your two main heroes still. Okay. Bad. So no, some something about what you said that they didn't explain that it was a new timeline. Was it uh, Capel Stephen or Steve, Stephen Capel Jr. the the guy who directed it will not on the record say whether or not this is a new timeline. Every right. time he's been asked point blank, he will not say it. It's like. Now, and the theory is that because they brought in the beast machines, basically the, uh, was it not Predacons, the Maximals, because they brought them in, the Maximals have been bebopping through time throughout the entire continuity. So it could be that because you've you've brought in the beast machines, 
that time has once again been changed because they say even even when was it was it Optim, Optimus Maximal when he got introduced he said we're both from your future and your past so they've I'm assuming that these guys okay. because they have already uh, yeah I know hey, spoilers let me, let I, me, there's, there's, can I wait I've got a wall full of yarn no <laughs> I've got this string I, I, on the corkboard <laughs> look again I'm also going to say maybe I missed something I don't think I did. Because you, the way you're talking right now makes me feel like no, I didn't miss something. They're just yeah, they're just trying to make it up as they go. Or, along. We're just like, making it up. Or as maybe they, they have, yeah, or maybe the they future, have plans from the past as well. Well, no, they obviously have plans, and it, it, we'll talk about the ending later. Yeah, and I'm gonna so. say, and then I don't know. It wasn't. I'm gonna. I'm like where Randy is. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's definitely not the worst of the Transformers movies. I think the what was the last night. Is probably the worst of them. <clears throat> I haven't seen that one. Oh, the, the, but, I'm pretty, the, but I'm pretty sure the dark side, the second one, is the worst one. Oh, dark side of the moon, the one with yeah. the Zion balls. Oh, god, yeah, yeah, that's the worst yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because if I'd ever to describe, I didn't have to like give you the rest of the movie, just like Zion balls. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst Transformer movie. I think oh, I, the I can't think of his name. The Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter. Right. Anthony Hopkins? Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. When right. Anthony Hopkins shows up phoning it in, it's okay. <laughs> like, why is he in this movie? That's the last night. You're like, oh. that's all the Thor movies, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the score in this movie took itself way too seriously at some point. Yeah. Like, it was still Michael Bay's score, definitely. Yeah. Because it was like grand and All oh right. yeah, you're supposed to be feeling it's like basically beating you on the head with a back on feel so, this, feel this. And you're sitting there going, it's not matching what I'm watching, man. Yeah. So the I feel the consensus is it could be worse. It's not great, but it could be worse. So with saying that, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want spoilers, this is stop watching now, stop listening now, go watch the movie and come back. If you don't care about spoilers, here we go. I'm watching this movie and they introduced the human characters and my thought was Randy's going to be on the show with us tonight and yay racism. What? Okay. <laughs> the, inter- the guy goes for the interview and it's just like they threw that line and I'm like, really? That's like, par for course though, especially back, especially this yeah. place in the nineties. So that, no, but that's I'm saying, not like, unusual at all, unfortunately. It hasn't, it really hasn't gone away at all, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> still a thing. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like you said, you don't want to. Sometimes you don't want to get hit with that stuff when you're trying to enjoy a movie. So we had to have a reason why. Yes, why he didn't get this job? Because as when I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna get the job. Why? Because if he got the job, then that's the end of the movie. So why does he not get the job? Oh, because he's lazy. Because he's a he's an immigrant. He's from he's Puerto Rican or he's from the Dominican. As oh, okay, pick one. Just. And that's the whole thing. Like, that's the whole thing. Fights for the humanity. That that's right. That's the whole thing. Pick one, and then it ends with what did he? How did he say it exactly? You Someone just like, don't know how to work on a team. And I was like, no. But before no, he, that, he said, I don't want somebody like you messing. Yeah, like you. Do. Yeah, but that. And he's and what that's, like you. That's like, what is that supposed to mean? Is listen. Yeah. I know you're kind. I know you're tight. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're the type again, that just unfortunately, kind of cuts and runs. not unusual. No, and I'm not disagreeing with that. It was just like, ow, that hurt. It hurt me watching that. Yeah, so this guy like good. made it's an effort. He's helping his he's helping his brother out. He get, puts a suit on. 
goes for the interview. But right, like, right there, there's more character development than, than what Wiki got the whole all, that you know, is true all the too. movies. That is very true. These that characters is... were way better fleshed out. Yes. Yeah. At least they the human ones. Problems and dreams and hopes and aspirations. Motivation. Like, yeah, yeah, motivations. Yeah. We got to make sure the world keeps spinning because. Yeah. Yeah, well, Megan Wiki's Fox mo- is still around. No, w- Wiki's motivation enough. was to like <laughs> make money and get girls, and it was like that's his. That was his. He always had the girl. It was just a... no. He had he needed the money to get the car, so the car to get the girl, and then once you have the cocaine, <laughs> yeah, that profit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, first money. So yeah, there you go. Then dude. you get the power. power. Then you then get you the get women. women. <laughs> First the cars, then the bitches. <laughs> True says they aren't using Megatron and Jazz because they show up in 2000. They want both to be in separate from Bay, but also connected. That's why this is so freaking confusing. Okay. And I'm okay. telling you, it's all because right. the Maximals being involved in this mean that time's gone all wacky. Like, but I'm so, Actually, but to get back to my point, I was saying I really like the character of Noah. I thought he was well fleshed out. I hmm. thought he was like, he had the right motivations for what he wanted. And yeah, like it made sense. And even like his plan to destroy the the transwarp key made perfect sense for someone like him. Yeah. Like, I'm going to protect not the just earth him, at all but, costs. But any human would be like, oh, I'd rather not the world to end. Yeah. Plus, every time we get in conflict with Scourge, it seems like he kicks your shit in and there's nothing we can really do about that. So probably the easiest course of action would be to just crush this thing so he can kill us. Yeah, either crush it or find a big old cup of power of friendship so that they can finally kick his ass. <laughs> Jesus. No. Come on, man. It's like, I, I've been holding back this whole time. Now I'll pull, show you the power of the of the primes. It's, dude. Oh. You dude, you're not a Dragon Ball Z character. You bring out your full power right at the front. Don't wait. You could have stopped him at any time and then that's why you had your friend die first yeah. okay <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah see again that's michael bay they're talking and you it's know just, what it's got I'm, little hints of michael bay throughout of it i'm know. gonna say that to you just mentioned so bumblebee dies in this movie yeah and then of course there's dialogue do you think an energon infusion would bring him back and it's all oh, we got to bring him back to cybertron for that and then it's like they go to a mountain rich with with energon oh mm-hmm. but it needs some kind of like kind of cosmic event massive power to bring it to life and that's the last i heard of that plot until bumblebee jumps out of the plane i'm like wait where did you guys get the massive power in peru they showed the wave of power yeah they showed the wave of power coming there was a scene where they showed the wave of power coming off of this the sky beam basically and that's and then they showed him and the energon started to glow and that's nope i was looking at my phone during all that that's what happened (laughs) at least you're honest (laughs) yeah yeah but it was like i don't blame you either i mean there were some i mean there were some parts where again like it just felt oh this is taking itself way too seriously and and, okay and you bitched about the two-hour runtime of across the spider-verse Oh, and I closed my eyes one, a couple of times. Not Dave did. I this. did not. I didn't even notice it. It was that movie so but good. I felt the two hours on this. I, I, I definitely felt it. Like I said, I closed my eyes a couple like, of times watching this movie. We're still here. We're still doing this. Have we it not was, moved on by now? Are we not going yeah. back to New York ever again? 
We're it, stuck it wasn't in Peru. As, it wasn't as bad as some movies, but it's still. I and did, the whole thing I did of check like, the time at one. So. The whole thing of oh, the transwarp key can open a portal for Unicron to come through, but it's going to take a while for it to open wide enough for him to get through. Yeah, usually how it works. And yeah, I mean that is such a <laughs> that's villain that's villain one hundred one. Yeah, yeah that's one hundred one. <laughs> and it's like. They stretched that out as much as they could for that final fight while they're just to get up to the thing to put the code in. It was like, really? And you know what? The scientist in me is sitting there going, if a planet as big as Earth got that close to us, just the gravity tidal waves would tear apart half of our planet. That's right. like I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah. It's again Michael Bay. Just throw everything at the wall. Don't explain oh. anything. Don't base yeah, anything on any science. We've already gone through time travel, and now many, we're doing intermention. intermention. I, I know. I How know. How many times do still, they do that in movies though, where there's a giant something that comes to Earth and there's no Marvel's got its own. Marvel's got its own like giant robot sticking just out of the planet problems in, uh, in the, and we in, just keep ignoring it until we come back to it we're gonna i can't wait till we see like somebody like climbing up the side of the celestial yeah. and the independence day too there was a giant ship that flies over the earth that would have torn it, the earth apart from the ground no, in, independent in independence day one not so much of a problem it was the, big but not big enough one. but the second one the one that was big as the planet yeah it would have torn earth out of its orbit oh, earth would have been doomed right. anyway like I, again, like I'm thinking I, that's thinking too hard for you're a movie thinking like too this. hard. You're hurting yourself. No, that, that, yeah. that's not this movie. But speaking of giant planets that kill other planets, Unicron. Unicron. Well, so, they brought back Unicron. So I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> this is what really separates this from the Michael Bay movies, because in the Michael Bay movies, Earth Unicron is Unicron. In, yeah, it was in Earth. So oh. yes. Okay. That was in, I think that was in the last night, which you said you hadn't seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's about okay. the size of it. I would so, say. so again, either time's all wonky or Omicron is about to eat himself somehow. <laughs> it's like time has got to be, has got to be wonky. Yes. And that's the only thing I'm saying though, is this is the second time they've used Unicron. Didn't use him to his full potential in these movies. On the, uh, uh, just to play devil's advocate, Dave. Okay. Okay. Now, now that they've introduced Omicron, but he's stuck somewhere across in either in another galaxy or on the other side of this one, they can do another movie or two screwing around with the Predacons and the Decepticons and then bring Unicron back as the big bad at the end of that series. Yeah. Once they introduce more yeah. Transformers. So I feel like, know, they, I feel like they, they set something up there where in the sense he's he now knows Earth exists. He now knows it's rich in energon and he's going to figure out a way to get here he now mm. knows earth exists and it has the special MacGuffin that he wants sounds a lot like dark side doesn't it Ooh, <laughs> it's like... it has the power cube crystal thingamajigger <laughs> that will give him the all life spark yeah, and he was chased and he was chased off the planet chased <laughs> off the planet by a noble group of warriors yep yeah there you go they they copy Kevin sticks. Feige <laughs> But anyway, like they could bring him back. And we know that they, we think in, unless they're being very, you know, cynical, we know that they're planning to make something out of it. A we universe. Talk about the, yeah, we could talk about the ending. The Hasbro universe. The Hasbro I can't wait until they introduce which, my little pony into that. So here's, that's my question too. <laughs> like the end of the movie, they introduce the, what should be the after credit scene. No. That's usually the after credit scene when it's, oh, 
I was, we want you to join I, our I was team. So weird about that. I was sitting there and I was like, you know what this is, right? And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. That's a stupid idea. That's a dumb idea. No one would have, and he turns the card over and it says, Yo, G. Joe. G. Joe. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea. And I can't believe they actually did it. <laughs> but technically, like, they've had a lot of crossovers with G.I. Joe. They've crossed over a few times in the comics. IDW's done it where's, too. Like, where's my Fast and the Furious Transformer crossover? <laughs> Vin Diesel on top of Optimus Prime would make so much money. <laughs> yeah. And Drew, you, Dave, you want to bring that up because that's an interesting point. Yeah. So Transformers, Transformers rendered GI2 pointless. However, I they have laser beams. I don't think so because they don't ever kill anybody. G- <laughs> don't kill you can look at it as GI Joe is the defense force. The they want to use in case the Transformers turn against us. They there was like prepared. literally two movies of just army guys surrounding the Transformers as their protectors and handlers. They or, could have or been going GI after Joe them. the entire time, or right. going after them. Or yeah, going, like, yeah. Because one of the movies, they were like, oh, no, we don't like them anymore. Go get them. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's uh, the Incarcer family. <laughs> so, yeah, the Dark Universe didn't quite work. The Monster Universe is yeah, limping along. Yeah. The only shared universe that's still doing really well for now is the MCU. We'll see how Jeff Johns does after the Flash movie. But the... Hasbro does you mean, own enough properties to to make a good go of it. You're saying Jeff Johns, but you don't mean Jeff Johns. Oh no, not Jeff Johns. Um, Jeff. Who are you saying? What? No, I was not. No, that was no. the wrong answer too. <laughs> no, it was uh, who's in charge of DCU? James Gunn. Right, James, James Gunn. Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn. I keep saying Jeff Johns. I don't know why I'm getting. I have no idea why I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah, he was, and then he quit. I was like, nope, nope. Yes, he can do comics. He can't do movies. But Hasbro owns a lot of cartoons that could that that some stuff that could cross over. And I think Hasbro, they own some old ones too. Like I, I think they own Mask and a few others. There's a lot of stuff that could be brought. Wildcats. Hasbro <laughs> Wildcats. bought up. <laughs> Hasbro bought up a lot of properties from different companies through the 80s and 90s. So they like pretty much most of the toys we grew up with that were still around for a while they're owned by hasbro so i mean i'm pretty sure they have the star wars rights for toys too but (laughs) no no i don't think they ever got that i don't think they ever got that they they, like the the rights to the star wars toys have been but you're right like very particular mask gi joe my little pony star wars not star wars transformers so yeah, what else I mean, know? Power Rangers, they own some yeah, Power Rangers oh, stuff. Yeah, uh, the little brothers. That's the crossover I want. <laughs> Someone pointed that, that, that out. That would be interesting. Dragon Zord and, and Optimus Prime. Oh my God. <laughs> and they own visionaries. Miss Phil Pitts, Dark Dank Unclear, Fill All Before Me with Frost Fingered Fear. I remember all of the incantations for that for some reason. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> And did humanoids. So we're going to try it again. Okay. They we're tried it before try it with Transformers, G.I. Joe, Rom, the Micronauts, Mask, and Visionaries all in the same universe. And it was ass. They didn't really try it. I think there was like a couple nah, comics and like it. a toy thing that came out. But there wasn't an actual effort to make it work. They have Star Wars and Ghostbusters. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. They own the Great Space Coaster, too. Toy I can't wait to see MT Promises mm-hmm. come into it. I, I, again... 
That's 1,000 for things only John knows, but I'm sure nobody here know, even knew that space, Great Space Coaster existed, but I used to watch that too way, way back when. That was 1981. I was not even a glimmer in my father's eye. <laughs> <laughs> 1981, um, I was five, no, six. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they could, there's, they've got some stuff that they could bring into it, which would make it interesting. The most, the most, the biggest ones are the Transformers and G.I. Joe but, and Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Gary, biggest three. new represent. Is that something you're talking about there, John? What's that? What's oh, Joey's Oh, Gary Gnu. Gary Gnu. Yeah. No Gnu's is good in Gnu's show. Where, oh, what, okay. Oh, I forget the whole saying. There's like a whole, Ooh. the only new oh, show God. guaranteed to have no Gnu's Why whatsoever. There you go. <laughs> God. That, I, can make, yeah, I can make a movie out of this. <laughs> Power and Rangers the, and Gem and Transformers and G.I. Joe. All right. Just and, cluster. <laughs> And then we got the the female scientist who was just an intern, but was doing all the work. And, uh, and there's another perfect representation of things that actually happened, I, which have I, actually happened in my profession, in my career, where somebody takes all the credit for your work because you're smarter than them. Stop you know? doing that, John. It's just not yeah. nice. Yeah, that's so me. Sure. Like, you have a presentation um, to go give. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you feel yeah. like? Do you feel like though she felt like just an info dump type character? Yeah, he needed that. She's the one that she also has a sense. Oh my god, I have the code. The thing. Look, yeah. At, at least even though it was all a contrivance, it still made sense. Right. Unlike the official Bay shows, like she, where yeah, everybody she wasn't just, just hot. Did oh, she's a hot woman. We brought along. Yeah, wit, wit, Wiki, here's the MacGuffin that could destroy the world. You take it. You'll It'll be safe with you. It's like, you're giving it to a man-child. I don't understand. Who's done it his life? The Bay movies had those characters, too. Like, just some character that, like, figured everything out and had all the... Yeah, characters. but, but yeah, they Trish were almost... <laughs> they were just, like, out of the blue, out of the woodwork, or just, like, complete. at least she, like, at least they get her, her like, she got a backstory, like... Her personality, and she worked in a job, and this was the why she would know this. In the Bay stuff, it's like this rando person here knows this. Yeah. No introduction, no nothing. The hot blonde figured out the NSA crack code of this thing. And then there was that just that kid who was like a hacker who just figured everything out. And then so like the NSA analyst gives the secret information, which she knows is going to get him arrested. To the black kid who's yes. a super hacker. And I was like, all right, I guess this is how Michael Bay thinks it's going to work. But okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Immediately goes to jail. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I it, guess at what least episode it, we're doing next week, by the way. <laughs> I, the episode I, I, where you immediately go to jail? No. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. But uh, yeah, no, like at least they kept it down to only a few human characters, which Michael Bay, you always got like 50 1,500 yeah. of them. And they kept it to a few Transformers. They still didn't go into the backstories. My God, Beast Wars and Beast Machines. There is such a rich mythology. And the characterizations of these, the Maximals, there's so much they could have drawn from. And they didn't do, they didn't go into any of it. For yes. crying out loud, Rhinox only had two or three lines. And he has one of the most, the deepest personalities 
uh, rich Optimus, personalities that they could have. I think Optimus had okay. six lines in this movie. Optimus Primal or Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime. I felt like didn't have a lot of lines in this movie right. either. He had you know, more lines. You had to give it all to Pete least, Davidson. You're paying him all this money. Yeah, he did a good job. I'll give him that, except for yeah, that one line yeah. that kind of threw me. I laughed out loud in the audience. Wait, which you, know, you know the line. Oh, Randy, you know the line. Yeah, there there was a lot of those. It lines. was inside him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that one line. Like this is a guy from work. Well, just from work, you've been inside of me. <laughs> Why? And again, I'm like thinking, not the most uh, offensive. No, that's a Michael Bayism. Michael Bay that is wrote not, that line. I'll bet that's you. That's not the most offensive thing that's Pete ever Davis been in a Transformers movie. I would write that if <laughs> whatever know, you want to say, it's fine. Whatever. They, did, they didn't need to do that. It did shock most of the audience out of a coma, but. I mean, again, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say that too. There weren't a lot of jokes, and they didn't really land all of them. Yeah. Well, that that's one thing I noticed in this movie. It was like I don't I don't know they they needed to punch it up a little bit. I think in that this, department, the Transformers movies have still have the same problem for the whole run. They are trying to make humans important, like not well, not humans as be. a species, but like just a few singular humans. They're trying to make them like the crux or the because the argument the is that plot. you won't get emotionally attached to a CGI robot on the screen. Except that those people that watched Beast Wars would really beg to differ because I'm just they saying are rich personalities, the... very deep personalities, and yeah, but unless they're going to buy five hundred thousand tickets, those ten people ain't going to do it. <laughs> That's not, it's not just 10 people, but the thing is, if they would interest, I, yeah, I get, I hear what you're saying and I know it's like a hard decision, but if, but I guess the only thing I, the only thing I could say in defense of that is that they're still fighting the Michael Bay movie and to go into the, the Beast Wars so deep. I think it's also hard to like. It would be too much of a transition. I think the thing you have to keep in mind is the Michael Bay movies. They all made like a billion dollars a piece until we got to like. The God, it makes one. me sad for the human race. So like people like that stuff: explosions and movings and like hot I women and cars. And nothing, I guarantee it's been going on for ten years now. It's, I guarantee some of the decisions in this movie were based. Bumblebee didn't make as much. It made money, but not as much as the other ones. So let's repeat some of the things the Michael Bay movies did. But everybody, every single person that watched those would tell you Bumblebee was a better movie, without a doubt. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm saying this is what the people over at the movie studios say because that's what they do to make money. I'm sitting out there for this. I'm out till there's a hard reason for Bayformers. And this may be it, Drew. This This isn't a hard reset. This is a soft reboot. Yeah. Yeah, but we've already seen like almost everything has changed, right? The Transformers look different. They're more towards their original designs. Except um, Bumblebee's a Camaro still. Like he was a bug in the first movie and now he's a Camaro again. Some and things it, have to some things have to be updated a bit. Like you're not gonna see a lot of bugs. Even the new run of the bugs has I, been over for a couple of years at least. I still see right. bugs on the street though. Like Volkswagen I know, bugs but, on the streets. No, you can do it. That's the thing. It was just the reason he was a Camaro is they got money from Chevy and for the first movie, and that's why he's a Camaro. That's I'm the willing, only reason. I know, oh. but I'm willing to overlook that. But they, but the rest of it, 
there there's so you're a, over, you're willing to overlook that but you liked beast wars so you're not willing to overlook anything they screwed over with those characters well, they didn't screw them over but they didn't go into their motivations there they hinted at it but they did they could have Drew used says, that for so much better plot than drew says the producers wouldn't agree bb is better than bay they made more money yeah, yeah exactly I that's, know. What, that's what we're but saying. again that's what i'm saying but again, Bumblebee was fight like that was the bulwark against the Michael Bay movies, the first one after them. And it was I guarantee that. if I guarantee if Bumblebee had made a billion dollars, they would have let the direct they would have begged the director and writer of that movie to continue on. But it's a different director, it's a different writer again. Like just and the only thing that's constant yeah. is Michael Bay producing them. Yeah, it's not we're never gonna get away unless he stops oh, wow producing these movies and the other thing i and i was thinking about this while i was watching the movie the only the other reason that they have humans in these movies instead of just making a real transformers movie is that the uh, price of all the cgi you if you've got humans you can take long breaks in the movie without too I also, much cgi i also feel like there's this weird hmm. thing with the transformers where they tried to give them faces but make them look like robots and metal and everything. So they're not as, they don't have as much as expression as they could. And I think that's one of the things that hurts it as well. If they had, they're they're better than the dead eyed animal characters in the live action remakes for Disney. (laughs) This is true. That's very fair. But I'm saying like, I think if they tried, if they changed the models a little bit and gave them more human faces, you could get away with just having the robots more. Yeah, but even I don't know, if you're a, a Transformers purist, a lot of the like Optimus Prime never had a mouth. He always had that plate over and the plate right, before but, he talked. But like he RC didn't, he didn't always need had to a give face. him a mouth. RC yeah, right, RC always did. Yes, in yeah, almost Mirage every iteration of her. Yeah, Mirage always had a face too in the cartoon. So it's, at least like, they brought RC in. They didn't have to, but they brought RC in. But also look at it this way too, right? Like when they're. When the Transformers are just cars and they're riding down the street and they're talking to each other, there's nothing really to watch. There. Nope. Just yeah, there's nothing for a human being to attach themselves. They should just hologram the what's his face in and get, have him give the finger like you would, <laughs> like Mirage did. <laughs> Fingers for everybody. No, I get it. I get it. But the thing is, again, if you did the characterizations right, and again, there is plenty of mythology for that from Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and from some of the Transformers cartoons too. They have, they could make them interesting enough as characters themselves. You wouldn't need humans to make the audience feel something for them. There's, there is like Silver, was it Silver Bolt and Black Arachnia? The love story between those two in Beast Wars and Beast Machines was like a fan favorite. And how much they went through before they were actually able to get together. Cheetor being learning how to be, he was young, he was a young Maximal. And he over time, he learned how to be a leader. Rhinox was a scientist and he struggled sometimes with what was right and what was wrong yeah, as a scientist. Like there's so much they could have. You're not, from you're this. not going to get that in a, I mean, even in a two hour, 20 minute movie where you're combining them with, the original Transformers. Like, you're just not going to get those you're not, yeah, You're never going to be able to take a really good television show and shove it all into two hours. Because you're not, you're going to end up missing something, you're going to end up overlooking something, or you're going to just go really fast, and people are going to hate it. 
Uh, case in but point, that, but that's the thing. <laughs> they could do they, if they could do it in a cartoon. They could do it in a movie. They if it was just enough. if it was just Beast Wars, like if it was just a Beast Wars movie, they could do it. But since oh, they're combining it with the Transformers, yeah, and I, Unicron I know, I know. You, you're right. They did pack enough into this where they didn't have time for that. There's probably stuff on the cutting room floor even that we don't know about. Oh, right? most definitely. But that's another right. And yeah, Drew is calling out all of the stuff from the mythology that could have been put into this movie. But again, Michael Bay was producing it. So yeah. Mirage sided with the Decepticons and cha- and changed early on. Yes, you're right. right. Yeah, and Thundercracker was an amazing character. And Scorponok, I think he was the one that was like, there was one character that was immortal and had destroyed, he was a Decepticon or became a Predacon. And he struggled with the fact that he was immortal and couldn't die. And it was because they experimented on his spark. There's so much they could do on this. Uh, anyway. I heard that one. It hurt his heart. Oh, my God. You, I know. You, you love too much. <laughs> I like good I and deep stories where I can feel something for the characters. And something that gives me the ability to root for them. In this, you're just watching a bunch of metal punch a bunch of more metal. But Although isn't that also one of the... This was still better than... This was still way better than the Michael Bay ones. And I'll give you that. That's fair. Isn't that also one of the arguments against the early movies too? Not really. It Like, the idea of just watching giant robots fight each other. Like, it, it does, didn't appeal to people, but it did. Uh, uh, they made a billion dollars, but... I know, again, I weep for the human race, but... <laughs> I don't think you can make a movie like this or even any movie with a CGI character that doesn't so, have the kind of human element behind it. Because Also, I'm trying to, real uh, quick, I want to understand the after credit scene of this movie. Go ahead. There was All another right, yeah, one? We'll talk about. Because he fixes Mirage, right? So that now he's a, a, his full self again. But of course, he's made from all these spare parts, and he looks terrible. But didn't they show us many times in the movies where they can just scan a car and look like that car? So can't Mirage just go out real quick, scan another Porsche? When and... they have all the pieces of them that are made up of the, was it the Transformanium or whatever they call it? Yeah. Whatever they call it, Michael Bay work. They, they were, they, it's whatever they called it in the Michael Bay thing. Like they, the, the, he's got to have the material they were made out of that allowed them to transform. Yeah. Now he's made up of like standard, probably not even dealership parts. So it's <laughs> a lot of aftermarket <laughs> stuff. He's a junkyard. You know, and and Bondo, right? <laughs> Yeah, Bondo. He was welded together with carbon steel. Yeah, yeah. If he's lucky. Um, he's lucky. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was... It would have been cool if they showed him go out and do that. I'm glad I left before I saw that part. <laughs> you left before you saw that part? I didn't know there was another after credit scene. I was just like, oh. Dude, no, there there was like... I don't know. I don't know if there's any... It sh- there shouldn't be a difference, but like they, they played... I don't know, maybe two minutes of the credits and then these things came on. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't your normal after credit scene or mid credit scene. It, it was almost immediate. No, no. I was already like, G.I. Joe. And I was like, fuck. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> huh, that w- No, seriously. Was that your real reaction? What? Why? Because I was, because whoever was watching the movie when they recorded for me, Left right at that scene too. Oh, <laughs> I didn't actually see what happened at the end. Pirate's well, well, life for you. <laughs> hey, you know what? They eat my shirt. That's right. To err is human. To R is pirate. Yeah. Right. So I get it. But yeah. But no. What? What did you the of the GI Joe thing though? 
Randy? Like I said, it was just like, okay. I thought it was, because in my wildest dreams, I was like, I bet it's G.I. Joe. <laughs> I bet it's something stupid, like G.I. Joe. Because like, in my head, I was like, all right, so it's either Sector 7, and he would have said it by now if it was Sector 7. Yeah. Which ties back into Michael Bay, which is what I thought. I was going to be like, oh, it's another John Turturro cameo. And I was like, oh, but it wasn't. And I was like, okay. I was like, no, don't worry. We take care of our own. And I like, why? And like, I was looking out at all the space and I was like, none of this looks familiar. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I bet there's like a stupid tie into some kind of toy. And I'm like, oh, G.I. Joe. Like, of course. Of course. But the, that was the thing that drove me nuts too with that. They could have done something that was really recognizable as like a G.I. Joe vehicle sitting down there. There are plenty of them too. Yeah. Why not? But they could have had like the Tomahawk helicopter or the, or the forward swept wings of one of their planes. Cause they used, yeah. They used planes with forward swept or the, they had a, they had a, sh- like a ship that didn't want to exist in real life. Like it could fly and was a submarine. If one of those was sitting there, it'd be like, Oh, okay. This is G.I. Joe. The X 30 or the XP 14 F. They had so many different, so many different planes. unique vehicles. The, but it was just like, nah. Just yeah, but we can't sell those army thing. Yeah, we're going to make our own <laughs> models. Yeah, new toys to sell. Yeah. New toys to sell to the children. Yes. See, I didn't get it at all until he flipped over the card. I was like, I thought it was going to be a tie-in with Michael Bay again. And then he flipped over the card. I'm like, gee, I chose what the, oh, Hasbro. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, okay. I think it would have so, been better if he flipped it over and said Starfleet. No, it would I, say yeah. mask. It would say mask. Oh, mask. mask. There you go. That would have thrown everyone off. All right. Said men in Are, black. <laughs> yeah, that would have been yeah, that would have been awesome. M-I-B. And you're like, okay. What? Go, Ghostbusters International. Yeah. I feel that we've beaten this movie to death. So let's let's go around the room. Let's give a, a score one through ten and uh, our final thoughts. And of course, Randy, you can go first. Sure. Let's see. One through ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a straight five. Five out of ten, guys. Right down the middle. All right. As a purveyor of bad movies, I get my scale gets tipped way like it doesn't. It takes a lot to tip my scale straight to bad. And was I bored? No. Was I entertained? Kinda. So that's Hmm. where I'm at. Entertained. Yeah. I was like, all right, maybe I'll go watch some more Pete Davidson movies because he's like the only he did a good job. And I was like, yeah. I only really know you from SNL bits and you just banging the most incredibly hot women in the universe, but whatever. And then, and I don't mind Transformers need human characters. I'm okay with that. And, and always, that's a thing, like the same way with Godzilla or Pacific Rim or Power Rangers or like any of those giant things need some kind of human element to yeah. drive them or root for or fight for or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, this is unoffensive. But it was like it wasn't memorable either. So that's the other thing. I'm <laughs> just like, ah, it was fun. I'm gonna go watch Spider Man again. But that was it. Maybe I'll watch Bumblebee. I don't know. Five out of ten. <laughs> All right, John. I'm gonna give it six bag six, six baskets of laundry. Uh, I would I will I would watch this if I was folding laundry. I will never actively seek out seek it out to watch it again. I just it just yeah, it's too much. There's still too much Michael Bay in it. Not enough some other director that would actually care about plot or characterizations or character development. It had it had its good points. It was, a, I agree with Randy, 
It's like, it's kind of entertained. <laughs> it wasn't a bad time. But yeah, that's, I'm, that's about all I can say about it, really. It depends. It could be a jumping off point if they, there's so many things they could do right after this. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. All right. I'll agree with you. I'll give it six Devastator Balls. Oh, um, Devastator Balls. <laughs> oh, God. It's not a Transformers movie without the Constructor Cons with their balls hanging out. Or without one raunchy comment, apparently. Yep. <laughs> you were inviting me. <laughs> God damn it. Why? They didn't need to say that. Uh, yeah, and I'm with you guys. It's like, wasn't terrible. I was higher kind of entertained. Like, five. <laughs> like, six. I feel like Randy was smarter <laughs> by not paying to see it. Exactly. <laughs> we don't. He never said he didn't pay for it. Hey, yeah, I pay for the internet. That's true. And you might have been inside somebody to see it. We don't know. It was. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, consensus, I think, is wait till you can stream it. All right. Yep. Now, let's let's wrap this one up. Let's go around the room. Did you guys learn anything on the podcast this week? Or do you have any recommendations? And, of course, Randy, you can always plug Colt 45, so... Sure. Let's the floor is yours, my friend. All right. This is Random Randy Savage with Cold 45 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold 45 Podcast. Subscribe to our Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube for that video content. We're on all of the major podcasting apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Podbean the mouth, daddy. But Podbean is where they love us. And if you want more of us and more of us in your ear pussies, come to patreon.com slash Cold 45 Podcast and get an extra episode of new movies like Across the Spider-Verse for a dollar featuring new releases. Oh, yeah. Or just take over the show for a few bucks more, but not Stargate. We're never going to do Stargate. <laughs> You're just missing now. out, man. You're just missing out. Stargate. No, it's a thing now. Series. It's going to be a thing now. It's I'm gonna a like, thing now. It's, like, every time he's on here, he's just going to so say high, it. It's like he's offering $50 for us to just watch Stargate. I'm like... I'll give you a hundred to watch Stargate. Done. Done. <laughs> I, w- I will pay JD to kill me in one of his books. I will pay you to watch Stargate. Done. SG1. Patreon. We'll watch Stargate. Next Patreon pick. Damn it. Where's your Patreon? As soon as the check clears, we're going to make it happen. Where's your Patreon? I'll- give me your Patreon. Patreon.com slash Colt 45 podcast. Oh, uh, let's see. I would recommend it's not out yet. So I can't plug it just yet. Oh, I finished something. And I was really proud of myself. Oh. I finished a comic, so it's coming soon. So it, it's <laughs> coming soon. But I finished the comic, and I was so proud of myself. I was like, "Yes, I finished something. I've never finished something like it." It's been a long time since I actually typed, sat down, wrote it something, and had the whole idea just come together. And I was like, oh, "Yes, it's done. It's wait, finished." And wait, I, you're telling me you you wrote a comic? Yeah. Oh. And I'm my. I gave it to my the guy who I gave it to White Cup's gonna illustrate it, and then we're gonna see what happens next. Then you're gonna have to come back for when it comes. Yes, out. but it's I don't know. It's just White Cup, and it has nothing to do with Marvel. Please don't sue. <laughs> <laughs> it' too late. They probably are already sending their their ninjas back in time to sue. That's you fine. When you thought about it, hey, they're not even <laughs> touching Jonathan Majors anymore, so it's fine. True. <laughs> I fixed all that <laughs> in my comic. All right. We recommend that you keep an eye out 
for Randy's comic. Mm. <laughs> How about you, John? I didn't learn anything. You never uh, except to basically. Actually, I didn't even learn to avoid Michael Bay because I already knew that. I did. I do have two things I can recommend, though, or at least I can mention them that, so you can watch out for them when they come out. Netflix is going kaiju on us. I, they're coming out with some interesting stuff, at least for our neck of the woods. One is Gamera Rebirth, which is going to be an animated show, but looks really freaking good. Gamera is old timey. It's a it's a kaiju show that was a rival of the Godzilla movies back in yeah. the day. Yeah. The last three movies that they made were incredibly good. I'm actually in the middle of watching them now. But the Netflix has gotten the rights and they're going to make a quick series on it. And so you should probably check that out. The other one, which there is a, a trailer that just dropped for Skull Island, also on Netflix, also an animated show. And it looks really good. So check out the trailers for both of those, Gamma Rebirth or Skull Island, Netflix. If you Google that or search for that on YouTube, you'll find them easily. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Is it just about the island or is King Kong in it? Oh, no, King Kong's in it. King Kong's on Skull King Island. King Kong's in it. Right. They got a bunch of got a bunch of kids and everything. No Godzuki. Godzilla's no. little brother. <laughs> no Godzuki, no. No Godzilla. <laughs> then why would I even bother? <laughs> All right. I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top. Comic reviews by our good friend Chris. And so much more. What did I learn? I learned that prequels are confusing. <laughs> Especially with their soft reboots to a timeline without really saying it's a soft reboot. And yeah, that, that's what I learned. I will also recommend you go to the movies next weekend. And see the Flash, Ugh. because that is what we will be talking about next week on the podcast. That is going to be interesting, man. Or don't wait. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah. Everyone, how every, in whatever way you like. Everyone's <laughs> got to go see it. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I this. I don't. I have no idea what to expect from this now. Exactly. Nothing. I don't care what anyone says. They're getting my money. <laughs> getting my money. On that note, as always, thanks for watching, and don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.